mother is bleeding. At least I have a husband, you know. Does anybody here believe it? So just now, in real time, I just posted to our the podcast Instagram stories, the the view I have. Mm-hmm. We have our little professional podcaster. She is reported for duty today. With her nails all dead. Yep. She got a pedicure today. <laughs> um, getting ready for, you know, host. We're, we're entertaining the next couple weekends. She needs to not claw the shit out of people. So I mean, I feel it. like we're entertaining all the time. Oh, boom, boom. Um. But yeah, so Mildred is joining us today for, usually she doesn't sit quite the way she is right now, so Mm -hmm. she's fully invested in this episode, I guess. That's correct. I think she's trying to score points with Santa Paws. Santa Paws is watching, and she has her elf, her elf mousy that watches her every move and reports back, so. And for all of you out there, the, the mousy is like a little treat thing where it has a cavity and then you put treats in it and then they bat it around and it knocks treats out as they play so yes temptations brand we have several mm-hmm. versions and then there's an elf one that shows up on december 1st yeah we're those people <laughs> that's our version of like elf on the shelf for our cat yeah mm. <laughs> um but uh it's full-blown uh christmas season now mm-hmm. exciting yesterday we actually got to go to a christmas party mm-hmm. tim was home we got to go yep. as we were pulling up into the neighborhood and we see the the name of the the neighborhood and it's a 55 plus community i was like it is so us that this is Mm. this is where (laughs) it's very us we really we really uh you know jive with the older crowd (laughs) and i feel like we were a delight it was our friend arthur we've talked about him on the podcast before it was used to be my sous chef it was his um and his sister's christmas party and um yeah mm-hmm. it was there was a lady playing when we walk i mean the place is a buzz a buzz <laughs> it was the social event of the season it really was there was a lady playing um christmas you know songs on the piano on the piano there was mm-hmm. an action station of make your own stir fry there mm-hmm. i mean there was just we talked to people online i mean it was yep. a whole thing it was good and then about an hour and a half after we got there the whole thing was over <laughs> Yeah, and we, we assumed it was going to we assumed it was going to end early just because it is in a 55 and up community and uh it started at 5 and by about 7 640 6:42 <laughs> I looked at my watch yeah. and the volume had gone significantly down. Yeah, about half the people had cleared out. And then we stayed till like 10 with our friend Tiffany. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were those people who were the last ones there. But yeah. anyways, this Tiffany friend of the pod. Yes. So yeah, she so we, was she made a, a handful of the desserts that were there so bell of the ball oh yeah as like when arthur and his sister were taking people outside as they were leaving everyone had to come and kiss the ring she they loved the yule log shout out on her <laughs> yule log <laughs> anyway i guess we should actually talk about the episode yep. um i just like talking about christmas it was fun okay so we're on episode 29 and this is the samuel episode <laughs> He's a Dillard, so he is Jill's. Mm-hmm. 
And this episode is called Duggars on Ice, and it premiered April 7th of 2009. So if the title didn't already give it away, Arkansas is experiencing a huge ice storm. Mm-hmm. Jim Bob says that the day before, out on the road, they saw a car that was like flipped over and the roof was the roof was like caved in or something. Mm. So the roads and just overall conditions outside are like da- very dangerous. So they ran out of diapers for baby Jordan. So knowing the crew was on their way over, they asked for them to help out. So an assistant director uh, of the show stops at local retailer, <laughs> Walmart. Walmart. To pick some up, and it turns into a whole thing with him trying to get to their house. Mm-hmm. So a road was closed, and he was like, it's just a suggestion, and he goes anyway. Then he finds out exactly why the road was closed, mm-hmm. because there was a giant tree down across the entire road blocking it. Right. Um, so then he's trying to turn around because there's no way around it at all, mm-hmm. and even in just trying to turn around, he ends up like sliding off the road. Getting and into stuck. a ditch and getting stuck and firefighters had to come help him out or whatever. So I, I'm, did you like even just the frozen tree branches were pretty, pretty like when he's driving through mm-hmm. just the frozen branches. But like they're like smacking the car. I mean, because, you yeah. know, it's ice. So it's like heavy. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was pretty like loud. And yeah, it was, it was pretty, wild. Yeah, it was pretty dangerous. He looked, he looked a little bit worried after he went around that road close sign. But then it looked like he was trying to like keep it cool. Oh yeah, and he was just like, "Oh, it's just a suggestion." He's like, "Well, now I have to find a back way." And I mean, and I don't know exactly how it is where they are, but I don't get the vibe that there's a ton of ways to their house outward. You know, like yeah. so it's not like it's not like in town where you can just find a bunch of different exactly. Um. So finally, he makes it to the Tater Top Mansion and brings the diapers. Pretty much saves which, the day. Yep, saves the day. Mm-hmm. So the next scene is Michelle explaining how tree limbs are just breaking off left and mm-hmm. right on their property from the weight of the ice, yep. which we could hear very clearly hitting, smacking the car. So she's explaining this and she's in her bedroom when all of a sudden Ginger comes running in and says, our shed broke in half. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> like she is the most excited I've seen her up to this point. <laughs> Something finally happened that didn't require her to take care of children. Yeah. She was like, ah. Broken half. Yeah. Like she was pumped. Um, and they, they don't have any electricity because a tree fell on a power line to their house. And I can imagine that it's probably lower priority than more densely populated mm-hmm. area. You know what I so I'm like, you're probably way last on the list because yeah. other places have way more homes that are being affected. I mean, I'm not saying that that probably doesn't affect a bunch of homes, but they're definitely a little bit more. Yeah. And he specifically said that there was power outages kind of in the city, like in the region. Um, but that tree that fell fell on this connection that gets the main power line and then goes underground to the house. Yeah. So it's like nothing happened to the house. It was just a tree literally fell on like the substation. And actually he was talking about how they're really lucky with their damage because you can even just see in the pictures of their property and like mm-hmm. the on, on video and stuff that... They they are very far from. They kept their house pretty far away from trees, mm-hmm. so any damage is pretty far away. Whereas like in town, people's houses and they're just like yards and stuff are just falling on their house. Right. Um. Oh, so then after that, so I was just saying that they don't have electricity because of the tree fell on the house, and then it shows the shed with the tree on it that 
Ginger was talking about. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's just like. It's like smack in the middle of it. Yeah. And like the whole thing is like. It's almost like it came up out of its foundation in parts. Like it's like it went up. Like it's yeah. kind of. I don't know. It was pretty. Pretty epic. Well, they did talk about how they moved it. That was they moved it when they put the house there. So I don't think it's necessarily like a full Super, foundation building. Like, I feel like it's legitimately just a very large shed. Yeah, just kind of very mobile. Yeah. yeah. So I think it didn't come up off like a foundation. I think it was just this, you know. But. Yeah, you're right. So Lego is talking about how they have months of work ahead of them, especially. I mean, more so he's referring to um, just all the trees and how, but because they do all of their own, they do a lot of their own like furnace stuff where they cut their own wood. They'll mm-hmm. at least have wood with all the down trees yeah. for a really long time. That's a silver lining. Yeah. But he was saying that, you know, months of work ahead and at least the initial weeks would be, you know, cleaning it up. But he says that the children are watching to see how he responds to all of this. But this will all be good family time. As if they're ever not having fucking family time. Yeah, no, <laughs> That's no the only kidding. thing I can think of is like, yeah. when are you guys not having family time? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to sound an alarm. Oh. I agree with Jim Bob on one thing. Oh my. And I think when things are going on in, in like parents' life, I think sometimes they forget that like your kids are watching how you react to this. So yeah. I put it specifically on there. He reacted well to this, maybe not so good to other things. Exactly. But he is correct. And I know they, they reiterated a couple times too. Yeah, like Jana and them are like, we watch her. They know we're watching. So it's obviously a thing they talk about and it, again, somewhat parroted. Correct. But I think there's always this line of like, you need to show your kids reality. You need to not overexpose them and stress them. I was overexposed to things and stressed out as a child. Mm -hmm. So it's like that line of like, your kids are watching. So you need to show them the realities of life and dealing with it. But then also not fucking freak them out. (laughs) There's like this middle line of, of everything. So, luckily, they have gas stoves, so they're still able to cook, which, um, I mean, can you imagine if they didn't? (laughs) And they end up just rolling up the garage doors of their pantry to keep the food in their deep freezers frozen because... It's pretty smart. It's frozen. You know, it's freezing outside. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they have a generator on the porch that's for some lights and furnaces inside. Mm -hmm. And they said they had, like, they had installed the radiant heating flooring which we saw when they were yeah, building the house yeah so they installed that but they were missing a part or fixing a part or something so they said it wasn't working during this which kind of sucks but it's funny but you notice how in all of the stuff inside that they're not like all like decked out they're like barefoot and walking around without like some little kids oh, yeah. are wearing jackets so i'm like it must have been pretty warm inside oh yeah so because yeah. they didn't look like they were cold so Mm-mm. One of the things that cracked me up is as they're sitting down to eat, Boob has to do his whole performative speech thing, you know, <laughs> that he does. Kind of like when they're headed to the diamond mine, and he had to pull out his Bible and be like, you know, the real treasures of life or the real riches, you know. Right. It, it just kind of feels like one of those moments you got to look like for the cameras, like, look at me being a dad and, you know, mm-hmm. instilling these things in my children. Anyway, so cue his performative speech, and he's talking about them still being able to have a hot meal mm-hmm. without having electricity, which I mean, which is good, but he's just, so he's saying, we can cook, and like a lost boy chimes in and says, we can play, and Boob <laughs> repeats it, so he says, you know, we can cook, we can play, but then he adds on, balls still work. 
I don't feel like I heard this at all. It's a very inspiring speech. Balls still work. He's not wrong. <laughs> Powers out, balls still work. All all the balls, they all still work without electricity. <laughs> so he's telling the kids not to go outside because of the danger of falling branches. And he uh, hits us again with some wisdom and says, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. And how do you feel about that statement? Corny and performative. Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny because he put it right after a statement of we're not letting you guys outside because it's scary because there's large ice covered limbs that could fall on you. Which is very true. So be afraid of the limbs, but don't be afraid of the limbs. Be afraid of fear itself. (laughs) And then it just, I don't know, it felt, it definitely felt like that. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. And then in my head, I was like, but Cabbage Patch dolls and rock music. And everything and else in the world and people and shoulders <laughs> and knees. Dancing. And v-neck shirts mm-hmm. and, you know, lots Taxi of, drivers. I mean, so many things, but don't fear. <laughs> but yeah. But fear itself. Oh, anyways. So they're, they're trying to keep entertained and Ginger says, welcome to the Duggar family circus, which is mostly <laughs> just boob, go figure. Um, and they show him spinning a soccer ball on his finger and balancing one of those like stick horses mm-hmm. on his head. It's just got a little quick little blur. But I only threw that in there because she's like, welcome to the circus. And it's all Jim Bob. <laughs> <laughs> then a couple days later, the ice had melted off the trees enough to the point that they felt like it was a little bit safer for them now to venture outside. Mm-hmm. So Lego suggests sledding. They end up using Boob's leftover campaign signs from his Senate race as their sleds. <laughs> so it is kind of funny that they're kind of bending up the mm-hmm. the fronts of them and they're just sliding down that big hill in front yep. of their house. And a big sign that says Jim Bob Duggar Senate. Yep. I wonder how many they actually have still. Like, do they still have some, some hanging out somewhere? Maybe the shed was just to store all the old campaign posters. Good point. Yep. Um, Boob has sent Josh and John David out looking for fuel because their generator needs more every hour and a half. So they end up having to make multiple stops to find some because mm-hmm. it's also either places are closed because they don't have power themselves or they're sold out because everybody's doing the same thing Correct. that doesn't have power. But while they're out, they also stop for pizza from a place called Eureka Pizza. Shout out Eureka Pizza. That they love because they do buy one get two free pizzas. I almost said buy one get one because buy one get one buy one get two seems so like crazy. Yeah. It doesn't even roll off the tongue. It mm. seems seems like a bad business choice, but I looked yeah. it up and they're still in business. Wow. So, I guess it works for them. Okay. Um if we ever make our pilgrimage to the <laughs> to the motherland, like mm-hmm. we said I want I want to someday, we'll have to include Eureka Pizza yep. on the list of eats. I have a whole other list of places, and now I'm adding Eureka. Um, so the guy even says, like, while he's like, you know, giving them this giant stack of pizzas, you guys got a really good deal tonight because I forgot to charge you for two of them. Yep. So they're imagine all the pizzas that just walked out that door for free. Screaming deal. So they end up bringing home 15 pizzas, and they're eating it in the dark with just a strand of icicle lights around them in the dining room yep it's very ambient it's nice Mm -hmm. so now they're on day six of no power i mean which that would get real old real fast (laughs) um so earlier in the episode they they briefly mentioned that jordan is sick and they kind of blame it on poor little jennifer giving her a kiss so Mm -hmm. poor jennifer getting the fucking blame 
Um, and they kind of just mention it and then they move on quickly. But now we end up finding out that they actually ended up taking her to the hospital because she was really congested and having trouble breathing. Mm-hmm. So Michelle and Jim Bob, they both went and stayed in the hospital with her and left grandma and the older girls to handle everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, typical day. What's <laughs> really no difference. Just no power. Jill said, quote, I think that they can definitely feel confident that all of us older children, along with grandma, could run the ship. I don't even think they think about it. So she's like, I think, you know, <laughs> that they could. I don't think they even think about no. it. I think it's like normal. Y- you'll handle it because mm-hmm. you will because yep. you, you have no choice. In this next scene, they are showing Grandpa Duggar in his hospital bed, um, you know, because he's living in that room off to the side in their mm-hmm. house. And honestly, it's really sad and it feels just kind of gross. Um, there's a there's a certain way that he's laying there. It just feels weird having cameras on him. Like, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but there's that certain way that when people are really kind of Out gone, of it. yes, that like it's like his head is tilted up and his chin is kind of up and his mouth is not gaping open, but it's a little bit open. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, to me, that is just like the sign of like, they're just not. You're on your way. Yeah. They're not there anymore. And it, I don't know. It just feels like my inner alarm bells just kind of go off like. We shouldn't be watching this right yeah. now. You know, it just kind of feels gross. Mm-hmm. They do move on quickly. So it's not like they dwell on it. They yeah. were talking about the doctor. There's a doctor guy that comes and kind of takes care of him. Giving him an IV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they kind of moved on. And there was like a really kind of stoic thing of over, like voiceover of Jim Bob saying that um, going into the winter, they were kind of told like, you're kind of getting down to like the last parts of his life you know what i mean yeah the quote was he kind of prepared us that that it was probably going to be the the few days of his life yeah um so but i don't know and i know it was brief i i understand what you're saying like they didn't like stare on it for a long time but i'm like especially knowing that you've been told by a doctor that like he's on his way out Mm -hmm. i just feel like it actually makes it worse Mm -hmm. to have a camera just like on this guy i don't know i don't want somebody putting a camera on me when i'm Mm -hmm. dying in my bed but that's me. Um, so then Josh and John David, they go out to rent a backhoe to use back at the Tater Top Mansion to start mm. cleaning up the trees and like all the debris and stuff. And then Ginger says they have about 40 loads of laundry mm. that have piled up over the course of these six days. And with not, you know, having power. But what they end up doing is they hook up one washer and one dryer to the generator that goes that's a part of the bus like their hockey their old hockey team Mm -hmm. bus so they at least have one dryer and one washer up and running to try to make a dent but they're like really it's not doing anything because i mean it's just kind of yeah but like they're massively behind on laundry and then that's kind of it for the episode yeah for the most part it was it felt kind of like a filler episode not a whole lot happened like the I feel like a lot happened, but not a lot to, like, sit here and, like, discuss. Like, it's just, like, here's them doing this, here's them doing that, you know, but... Yeah. 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 It was... It was... I remember reading all the stats, because on the bottom left, like, pop-up video, the stats would pop up of, like, different stuff, and they were, like, it affected, like, 600,000 homes lost power, and... Yeah, I did a quick, like, Google search of this particular storm, just to kind of 
get an idea. Mm-hmm. It killed like 17 people, which when we think of like an ice, they're like number one, they don't really get ice storms in Arkansas like yeah. that often. And it ended up being responsible for like 17 deaths. But yeah, I mean, that's a long time. I don't know how long everybody went without power, but yeah. they're at day six at the end of this episode and they still don't. So that's, that's a yeah. long time. So wild. Anyways, that's it for this. Mm-hmm. Take a little break. We'll be back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So today's deep dive is inspired by the sledding scene in this episode. We're going to be discussing boob in politics. Oh, fantastic. I figured that's what this was going to be once they were sledding down his signs. Yeah, I try not. Every once in a while, Tim will be like, what's the deep dive about? And every once in a while, I'll tell him. But for the most part, mm-hmm. I try to keep it. I also don't really ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lego's first involvement with politics was back in 1994. Okay. But that was only distributing campaign cards with the kids for a Republican, um, go figure, um, not surprised at all, a Republican (laughs) running for state Senate. Okay. His name was Dr. Boozman. Great name. (laughs) Great name. I I don't, I definitely, I may not have my doctorate in booze, but I at least have my master's. Madam Booze Woman. Mm -hmm. Yep. So then in 1996... He heard that Dr. Boozman was sponsoring a rally in Little Rock that was an effort to ban partial birth abortions, which I don't want to fully get into right now, but I just want to quickly point out that partial birth abortions is not a medical term at all. Um, Just FYI, that is a politically coined term, which is clearly intended to be inflammatory and invoke like rage and misleading yes um, I, so, I feel like it's the cartoonish idea that like the kid gets out and they bop it on the head yeah, like that's much. what that yeah like it's stupid so i was like i didn't want to go fully into this mm. but i just wanted to point that out for like a split second then i'm like that's not it's not what nope. that sounds like it's nope. it's when the body it's when they have to make the body they have to extract because it's anyways which which they could be extracted for a number of reasons like you've miscarried but mm-hmm. anyways i will move on because so um, it just so happens that they were going to be in town for a follow-up appointment for a procedure performed on six-month-old Josiah. Okay. So naturally, because they're in town, they decide to attend this rally. A wowie. Oh, a wadge ma- gathering of mice for a weasen. For a weasen. That's what I said. A wowie. <laughs> <laughs> so that day, the ban was voted against. But Lego felt God, quote, lay it on his heart to run for legislator. (laughs) He says he knew that this had to have been from God because he never would have thought of this on his own due to his inexperience, we know, and fear of public speaking. But remember that other episode, (laughs) uh, Baby Cannon says he does he does a good job. Exactly. You know, Michelle says that he must be good. But despite these things, he said he knew he could, quote, vote the right way on important issues like banning partial birth abortion and encourage others to do the same. That entire thing is a quote. (laughs) 
So not long after the rally, he ends up attending an informational event for people who don't know anything about running for office or the political process, which would be him, <laughs> but are kind, but are considering it. So it's at this event that he not, he met another man. It was actually the guy leading the event who said that he wanted to, quote, make a difference for God. And what do you know? This guy was planning to run for representative for the same district that Boob was planning to run for. Okay. So Boob felt relieved that he wouldn't have to run. And he attributed his prompting from God to run as a test. Much like Abraham being ready to sacrifice his son before God provided a ram instead. Well, unfortunately unfortunately for Lego, this dude did not end up being his ram. <laughs> The man ended up not being able to run as he had just taken a new job that was out of town. He finds that out the very next week. So what it was is that this event was this informational thing. Mm-hmm. He goes to that first one. He's relieved he, he that this guy is going to... But then he somehow decided to like still show up to the second one. And that's at that second meeting is when he finds out the guy is bailing. Okay. So that's how that played out. After this, he says he prayed and talked it over with Michelle and family members and trusted friends, and they all told him that he needed to follow God's lead, whatever that ended up being. Mm. He said he still felt no clear answer, but I'm actually very confused by him saying that because I thought that God had already laid it on his heart. So so then what do you mean you don't have a clear answer? Right. That's why I think it's so funny when people are like, God told me, but then they're like, ooh, I don't know. So which is it? God told you or he didn't? (laughs) Like, to me, it seems simple. If you're making it so simple that God, Mm -hmm. what's the issue here? Correct. So what does Boob do? Well, he took a penny out of his pocket (laughs) and he says, quote, Lord, if you want me to run... Let it come up heads three times in a row. And I think you can kind of guess how this turns out. Um, So I'd venture to say that that penny was his ultimate headship in that moment. (laughs) Three times over. That's true. So the entire family hits the campaign trail, which, I mean, it's not like they're going far. It's just for their (laughs) district or whatever. But the whole family gets involved in his campaign. And some of the girls... They wrote about memory. So the older girls have their have a book. Mm. And in their book, they reference some memories that they have about their time um, during the campaign. And so, you know, they're going to door to door and they're handing out leaflets. And people kept complimenting their dresses and giving them candy. It was Halloween. <laughs> like Halloween day? Yes. And But they're just so isolated from the world and in their own bubble that they didn't even realize it. So on Halloween night, they're going door to door passing out fucking Jim Bob Duggar leaflets. And they were they were like, we were all, you know, wearing our like ruffly dresses and ribbons in our hair. And they're wondering why the hell everybody's giving them candy and compliments. I'm like, did people think it was a cost? Like, so literally people thought it was a costume. Like, what were you wearing oh, that people man. thought it was a costume? Or did they were like, where the hell are these kids at costumes? Yeah. I, just the whole thing is funny to me. Well, it's also, I think they were taking it as like, okay, this local person is going to use Halloween when more people are willing to open their door. Yeah. Where right. They're going <laughs> to use this to campaign and we already have candy. So why don't we give their kids some candy? Yeah. But the kids have zero idea why Halloween was 
But they said as soon as they realized it was Halloween, they 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 finished for the night. They went home because you know they can't be a part of the, you know this. Well, yeah. You know they can't What's... be door knocking on Satan's day. Knock knock knocking on Satan's door. Right. Can't be doing that. <laughs> um, another time, a lady slammed a door on Lego's face after saying, "I know who quote I know who you are, and I'm not going to vote for you until you get a vasectomy." <laughs> So that's a, that's a story they tell. I'm like, is it? I you know sometimes you kind of wonder, like you know whatever. Right. But um, last little story. After a long day of campa- campaigning, Michelle called a pizza place to place an order for dinner. Kind of wonder if it was Eureka for that uh, <laughs> buy one get two deal. Of course. When Michelle gave her name to them, they recognized the name, and the person on the phone said, "Quote: Your husband is going to lose and lose bad." Damn. So you're telling me that it's, I mean, obviously these are isolated incidences, but it sounds like the people are very um, polarized on the Duggar family. As as they still are. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, the political pizza patron was wrong, and Jim Bob won the election with a 56% you know, um, margin of the votes Mm -hmm. and was sworn into the Arkansas state house of representatives in January of 1999. Didn't the sign say Senate though? We're getting there. Oh, getting way ahead of yourself. (laughs) So between Lego considering this a family ministry, along with little rock being about three hours away from where they lived, he ended up trading his car business to a guy that like an employee that worked for him. Mm hmm. And then sold off some other some other stuff, and the whole family moved to Little Rock. Really? They couldn't. Well, so they kept their house. They mm-hmm. still had their house. They were trying to find a rental, but it was like it was hard to find a rental for this many kids. So they, so, somebody through somebody they knew, um, they had a house like a. They did the whole winter. They're like snowbird type thing. They go to mm. Florida, so they're away in the winter, and they were like, oh well, it's perfect because the winter is when the sessions are that they needed. So mm-hmm. they ended up staying in those people's house. Okay wild so it's not like they sold their house or anything but Mm -hmm. um they moved the whole family and obviously that's pre-show but i think that would be fascinating to look at that time period you know okay so now this is where i went down the holiest of rabbit holes reading all the bills boob has sponsored or co-sponsored i mean i was like deep in it and it's a fucking treasure trove of stuff and i mean there's just so much and depending i mean depending on how much i end up picking i feel like i could either just have this be bonus content sometime going through more of them on patreon when we start one or it could maybe potentially be another fun deep dive but there's just it's funny but um really i just wanted today to give you kind of like the big picture of this politics so i I don't want to fully go down the entire rabbit hole right now, mm-hmm. but I couldn't leave you completely hanging. So to give you a taste, I'm going to highlight some of the things from his first session as a representative. Okay. Um, really quick. First, I want to explain the difference between sponsor and co-sponsor. So being a primary sponsor or a lead sponsor of a bill is um, they, like a bill has to have one person on it as like the sponsor or primary. Mm-hmm. It can have an unlimited number of co-sponsors. So that's just people, you know, backing it up, other representatives backing it up. But 
there has to be that primary person. Mm-hmm. Boob was the primary sponsor of eight bills okay. that first session. Putting in some work. A few of which are, go figure, car related. <laughs> a little self-serving coming from the man in the car sales business. You know, just a little bit. So one was to have the first $2,500 of the purchase price of a used car to be tax exempt. <laughs> Color me fucking surprised from the owner of a used car lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had several co-sponsors, but the bill ultimately died. <laughs> because it felt self-serving. Yes. People with more than 15 kids should not have to pay taxes. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's next. Right. <laughs> Another bill where he was the lead sponsor was one where he wanted to take. Oh, so good. I, I like. I didn't know what I couldn't remember what order I wrote them in. And now I'm laughing already. Uh, was one where he wanted to make it against the law for quote any person under the age of 21 years of age to perform any dance, striptease, or other performing act. face performing act harmful to youth, which involves nudity or sexual conduct. What is this, Footloose? <laughs> um, um, it's just too good. I mean, because bills have to define things. Like, they have the thing at the top that kind of mm-hmm. gives, like, the idea. And then down toward the bottom, they have to, like, give clear definitions and explanations. <laughs> so, <laughs> it says, quote, The performance lacks serious literacy, scientific, medical, artistic, or political value. So we can create a strip club where every strip club or every dance has to do with some sort of scientific theorem. I mean, or medical, or, yeah. you know, or, or you know, literacy. it needs to be maybe literacy. I don't know. Let's welcome Cinnamon to the stage. She's going to teach you about white blood cells. <laughs> white snake starts playing. Good one. Yes. Yeah. Think of the theming you could do. I fucking love a theme more than anything She's in a life. Slut for a good theme. I fucking love a theme. Yeah. Imagine the theming you could do, but it could be performative dance, mm-hmm. scantily clad. Still, I mean, I, yep. want, I mean, if you're gonna be there, you need to yep. be showing some goods. Mm-hmm. But then you could learn at the same time. I think you know maybe this is a great idea. Yeah, I could like your patrons can stare at boobs, but then but not, all not no not at boob. Uh, I put an S on there. I put an S on there specifically for that. Boobs. But then you can also learn about important scientific facts. I think it's a great idea. Yep. Great use of time, you know, multitasking. Now you really know what your Patreon money will go to. Yep. <laughs> We're opening up our own strip club. <laughs> so it defines nudity as, quote, the showing of the human male or female genitals pubic area or buttocks was with less than a full opaque covering nudity is also defined as showing of the female breast with less than a full opaque covering of or any per- portion of the female breast below the top of the nipple i'm just imagining boob writing this like you know what i mean like so ridiculous that he's just <laughs> it's crazy but you know he thought he was like i'm working real hard oh, right yeah. now like i'm doing my oh, job yeah he's mm-hmm. like he and this was like immediately after like the dates on this is immediately after like he started <laughs> like he was like we gotta you know yeah we gotta take care of all these strippers yep. and uh make sure that part of my car sales business is tax exempt <laughs> but let's not forget about the guys here 
But let's not forget about the guys here. Nudity can also include depictions of covered male genitals in a discernibly turgid state. Good word. Do you think he got a thesaurus out for that one? He had to because he was like, I can't use the term uh, hard or erect. Yes. So it's so, like he was like, what's another word? Mm-hmm. He he definitely yeah. got out his thesaurus. That sounds dirtier than saying something's erect. <laughs> turgid state. Right. A discernibly turgid. So it can be covered. But if it look, what if it's just how he looks? <laughs> what if he's not used to things of that size? What if he's convinced it's exactly. turgid? But um, it's not. Exactly. Who knows? So final one that I'll share for right now. Boop was the primary sponsor for a bill regarding ultrasounds for pregnant women. Um, just wait. Oh, this one. Okay. Um, it deserves to be quoted in its entirety. Quote, any pregnant woman seeking an abortion in this state shall receive an ultrasound examination to show her the size and nature of the fetal life within her womb. The woman shall receive a printed image of the fetus displaying it in its full length from head to toe. If the fetus has not reached the time of viability, then the woman as a witness... And decision maker may decide whether this life will be granted the rights and dignity of personhood. But it's still up to the mom. Yes. But he says he wants the woman to have to wait 24 hours between the time of receiving that printed out image before they can get an abortion. Oh, so their wink, their wink, wink way is trying to guilt somebody into yeah, it. So they're like yeah. here. So mm-hmm. um, they, the only time that this wouldn't apply is in an, a medical emergency. Mm hmm. And he wants um, any facility that doesn't give them that printout ultrasound and make them wait the 24 hours to lose their license. Of course. So, yeah. So it's basically like, okay, you're thinking about it, but here's how big it is. And mm-hmm. it like head to toe. Like, yeah, he wants them to, it's it's to discourage them clearly. Right. But, uh, but well, there's also a, a lot of reasons why people, anyways, I'm not even going to get into it right now. <laughs> Um, so that just gives you a teeny tiny glimpse into boobs politics. Um, I mean, if those aren't just like textbook self-serving and mm. pushing your beliefs, I, I don't know Yeah. what else would be. Yeah. And it's just so funny that, you know, he came in here and he's like, I'm going to, you know, use cars, <laughs> abortions, yep. strippers. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's what he's like, yep. his focus is. And the funny part is like, neither of those other two you know these last two like none of them passed none of these Mm -hmm. but um he he brings them up again like he keeps trying to bring them up like keep dying and he keeps bringing them up yeah okay so then lego ends up running for re-election in the house of representatives in 2000 and he won this time with an even bigger margin than he did the last time wow 62 percent of the votes Yeesh. That's a lot. <laughs> I know. That's I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. But now I'm gonna go over a couple of bills from his two thousand in two thousand one. So after the second When he was in the Senate. Yes. Okay. No, not Senate. This, oh, this, no, no, no. I'm still thinking Senate, I'm sorry. Yes, he's still in House of Representatives. He just mm. ran for reelection he ran, yeah. and he he, was the he won again. Yeah. Okay. So here we are in his second term. Okay. So, um, in 2001, Boob co-sponsored a bill where repeat convicted offenders and 
of either violent or sexual offenses would not be eligible for parole. Okay. It did pass, and it is now Act 1805. Hmm. So kind of funny. We're talking about sexual offenders not wanting them to have parole. Mm, Funny. Yeah. Lego also co-sponsored another bill in which they were asking to add offenses to the definition of sexual offenses for the purpose of sex and child offender registries. Okay. So what they wanted to add to the definition was, one, permitting the abuse of a child, and the other one, quote, pandering or possessing visual or print medium depicting sexually explicit conduct involving a child. Okay. Um, that second one never went anywhere, and it was actually even withdrawn by the author of it. Wow. So none, ne- neither of these were ones that he was the primary or lead mm-hmm. sponsor, but he signed off on it as a co-sponsor. That Correct. one didn't even make it to any kind of committee yeah, or, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. But I just wanted to point it out because of the irony considering what's coming in the future for them. Yep. And how closely these, you know, align with things that he <laughs> should be pretty familiar with coming up. Oof. But it's funny. Yep. Your son had that ex- all of those things in the second mm. one. And that sounds like you wouldn't ever want your son on parole. Yeah. Someone just like your son. I mean, <laughs> does it change? Like, it's just funny when you hear people's beliefs and then what ha- later on what affects mm-hmm. them. What, what? Oh, is it different now? Yeah. And what was the... Maybe maybe this is... I just don't remember small hippocampus. If you don't get that, the hippocampus um, part of your brain affects uh, long-term stored memory. And there's just certain things that I do not remember because I don't feel like they're super, super, super important. Oh, or some, you oh know. that's alarming. So some of the things you don't remember, now I know they're not important. Got it. Noted. So, um, and then a re- like a research story came out probably like two weeks after we had been talking about it on Reddit, and it said that males usually have um, smaller hippocampuses. So whenever I don't remember something, I'll look at Whitney and be like, ah, sorry, small hippocampus. Hippo University is a lot smaller. It's more of like community college size. I've got a university, like a, a state university. A community college. And you have a community college. You've got a, GCC over here. At this point, it's a community center. It's, you can take it's a rec some, center. Yeah, yeah. You can take some classes. It's not exactly as an accredited education institute. Yep. Um, Any the where was the timeline lineup between a lot of the pest stuff and him being in the okay, legislature? So... Like right now, what we're talking about with these bills, because he he was um, reelected in two thousand, mm-hmm. um, and I so then he, that would be a two year term, because it's two you know so his first one was so then that would go to two thousand two. If I remember correctly, two thousand two was the first time that he did any Josh did anything, but it was okay. two thousand three is when that whole thing happened with him being caught and having Bob Yeh and Jim Holt. Over. Okay, so this is about a a year or so before. It starts that we know of, and okay. then about two years, a year and a half, two years before it all started going down, and they sent him away. Now, do you so, think he even fathomed, and obviously this is all opinion, but do you feel like Lego Hair even fathomed the fact of like, oh, my kid's doing this, and oh, shit, I just did all this stuff in, in the legislature? Or do you feel like he's so compartmentalized? I think he's so compartmentalizes that he mm-hmm. doesn't even connect the two. Yeah. I, think he's, I think he'll always be able to explain away... Um, 
I just think that the, in general, it's kind of like what we talked about before, where it's like willful ignorance. Yeah, or yeah, and yeah. like you know, this is from Satan, or you know, or mm. you know, he's going after his strongest people, but then everybody else is just bad, and everybody else is just out there sinning because they want to sin. You Correct. know, or like yeah. I don't know, it's just. Yeah. So now the moment you've been waiting for, Tim. We're finally to the point where we can talk about the origins of their sleds. Okay. In 2002, Boob had another, quote, lightning bolt moment where he felt God urging him to run for the U.S. Senate. So just to kind of explain for people, because I know we have a lot of listeners outside of, you know, the country. So the U.S. Senate is much bigger scale. This would actually require being in Washington, where everything before has been specific to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So this is just this is pretty big scale for him to to you know go after. Um, so again, he puts it to God for to show him, quote, supernaturally what to do. So again, he pulls out a penny, and he flips three times, and he gets heads three times again. So now let's discuss some of his stances that he used from his U.S. Senate campaign. Okay. So the next quotes are all from his uh, campaign website that, of course, is long gone, but this is all via Wayback Machine. Mm -hmm. In regards to his position on abortion and specifically his stance in regard to rape, incest, and the threat to the mother's health, he said, quote, If a woman is raped, the rapist should be executed instead of the innocent unborn baby. Mm -hmm. So out here just like trying to kill women, you know? (laughs) No. Um, he says adoption is an option. Many couples would love to adopt and are waiting for a baby. Abortion has and always will be the destruction of an innocent child. He says that rape and incest rese- represent heinous crimes and such should be treated as capital crimes. So he's about killing people left and right. right. <laughs> I mean, just kind of just funny. So much for pro-life. It's just like kill. Yeah. Kill the mother, kill the, you know, everybody. In response to a question as to if he would separate his stand as a Christian from his position as a U.S. senator, he said, quote, How can anyone separate who he is from what he does? As a Christian, I am compelled to ask, what would Jesus do in every situation? The Bible is the owner's manual for our lives and has all the answer for the world's problems. Therefore, it is impossible to separate my personal faith in Christ from my work. Indeed, faith in Christ must permeate every area of my life. So that's just what we're looking for in a representative that's going to put all their own things Mm -hmm. into everything. Nothing about, you know... No, no bigger picture. No, what yeah. the people want. No, no, yeah. Everything about what he wants. <laughs> and I'm not saying you can't have your own personal beliefs, but that was, the way that's worded is just like absolutely not. It's going to be <laughs> like. Yeah. It was just super dismissive of the fact that you're there to represent the, the group of people that live in your district. He not, wants to. Yeah. Not go and of course you're going to be guided by your own personal beliefs but you know what there are certain points where it's like if your pe- if your constituents are telling you that this is what they want you, that's what you're elected for yeah he doesn't sound like he's there at all to represent people he's there to represent the bible <laughs> yeah like exactly. that's who he's <laughs> yeah so when asked about his position on the separation of church and state he said quote 
Our founding fathers were God-fearing men who allowed the principles of God to live through them. These principles governed their personal lives and their public service. They wanted freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. (laughs) So um, that last line really got me. I feel I feel like that's some serious like Bill Gothard style twisting. Oh yeah. No, no, no. They didn't want freedom from religion. It was of. But then again, you're out there trying to convert everybody to your own shit. To I don't yours, know. It's just so yeah. funny. It's just like okay. Yeah. It's a very uh, like mental gymnastics way of looking at it. No, no, no. F- of <laughs> <Yes>. not from. <laughs> but he's he's doing that in a way to make it sound like. You have to be a, like a religion when that Correct. was that not the entire. They're saying freedom of religion being whatever that is. So many of the framers, there are a ton of them that were, um, some were atheists, some mm-hmm. of the you know, and then other ones were what's that word? Is it de- deists or something like that? It's the idea of like Jesus having existed, but not in like the Trinity type thing. Anyways, mm-hmm. but I only bring this up people will be like you're saying it wrong all i'm saying is that a bunch of founding fathers and like these historical figures that they like to bring up all the time i feel like everybody fails to talk about the fact that there was a ton of different beliefs among these men yeah they weren't all christian like i think some people would like to like yeah. to believe so boob says that overall the arkansas republican party was not supportive of his bid for the senate even calling it political suicide for the party. Mm-hmm. I think it's that idea that anybody hyper-religious is not going to garner the support that they need. And even if they make it out of the state election and they get elected to this body, it's going to be so difficult for them to get any sort of legis- legislation co-sponsored or get anybody to agree with them or jump on board with them because they're going to be like, that dude crazy. Yeah, and it's like you have like a Lego mentality where he's like, oh, well, I got elected twice in this. But it's like you're looking – going to the U.S. Senate is a huge – that's a much bigger step. Mm -hmm. And you have to get so much more. It's not just for your little district. You have to get – Correct. Everybody on fucking board. Mm -hmm. Like it's like that's a big deal. Yeah. So he says that he ends up being sidelined and kind of shut out at primary campaign events. And that all the key Republican leaders, like, in the state are supporting his opponent and not him. Mm-hmm. Looking back at his campaign website, though, he did have an endorsement from another Arkansas Republican uh, politician. And that person is none other than Jim Holt. Oh, man. Husband of Bobby, to be clear. Um, who was also serving in the Arkansas House of Representatives, Mm -hmm. just like Boob was, but in another district. So they're both in politics at the same time. Wow. So I'm going to read a few uh, lines from Bobby's husband's. He's not even a person. I mean, you're just Bobby's husband. Um, (laughs) From Jim Holt's little endorsement. Okay. Quote, Jim Bob is a Christian family man who believes we need to return our country to the traditional values upon which our nation was founded. At another point, he says, quote, he understands how to budget for a family. He knows how to stretch a dollar. He will go to Washington with the common sense business approach to government. Which is sidestepping for a second. I cannot stand when people act like this is it all the same. Mm-hmm. Like, 
so what so this guy has a million kids and he shops at aldi and thrift stores and suddenly <laughs> he's completely cut out to be a u.s senator you know if the world if the country was just shopping at aldi and thrift stores you know there's no buy use and save the difference in government like i just don't <laughs> it's kind of if um sharon says so is her instagram handle but it's sharon mcmahon and she has a podcast and stuff she's great she's her tagline is um america's government teacher or whatever mm-hmm. she's really great because she explains history and politics and how everything works in a mm-hmm. very unbiased but like in a way that you understand great yeah. i love her if you're not following her mm-hmm. you should but i love it because she's continually saying to people they are not the same yeah like government spending and government debt is not the same as personal spending and Correct. personal debt. And she even has specifically said, there is no Dave Ramseying your yeah. way out of national debt. That's not how it works. It's yep. literally not even the same thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I just I just think it's so funny that this guy's like, he really knows how to stretch a dollar. What the fuck does that have to do with government? <laughs> like going to be a senator. As not, he's Oh, so he buys off the fucking clearance rack and suddenly he should be a, like, yeah. a politician? All right, so the Speaker of the House should not have a new gavel. We're going to start buying those used. Oh, yes, yes, yep. yes. Yep. yep. You know, got my vote. <laughs> Anyways, so I sit, I skipped some parts, but um, Jim Holt goes on to say, quote, I know of no one with higher character. Okay. Yeesh. I wonder how he feels about that statement now <laughs> because they have feelings about them. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's pretty entertaining. So despite that glowing endorsement from Bobby's husband and the fact that the family wrote and recorded their own jingle for his campaign. Wow. Boob lost. <laughs> receiving only 22% of the votes in the primary election. Okay. I would give anything to hear this jingle. I couldn't find it. <laughs> I'm going to keep looking admittedly i could only look so long because i was still in the middle of a deep dive but i want to hear this fucking jingle exactly if we're if we're comparing his last two elections to this one the difference <laughs> is the jingle is that what made him lose Ooh, it must have been a horrible song so however even though lego lost the election marked a key moment for the family boob said he originally felt really puzzled as to why god would have led him to run for senate only to end up being defeated very badly, might I add. Uh, but then it became pretty clear what God's plan was for them. Boob and Michelle ended up being photographed on election day as they brought the entire family along as they uh, cast their votes. Okay. So I have actually used this photo before in one of our, whenever I do the, like, games and polls like not games i don't have to call them but like i'll do this or that or mm-hmm. i'll do poll questions in our instagram it was a long time ago i don't know if you remember tim but when i did a picture it's them you know everybody's like in red and blue mm-hmm. michelle's wearing her red dress with her big fucking bibs and they're all in a big long line mm-hmm. and i actually put it with a picture of the seven dwarfs all in a big big long That's line funny. and i was said who did it better mm-hmm. um so anyway so this picture is like a very well-known picture of them. Mm-hmm. So this picture got snapped by some local photographer, but it ended up being picked up by the New York Times. Okay. Which got them attention, which then led to a parent magazine article. And then later, 
leading to the Discovery Channel coming to them to start doing the specials. Okay. So, of course, Boob interprets this as God leading the family. You know, their ministry is just now going into these television specials. Correct. And, you know, we know how that all turned out. But he's just like, oh, yeah, why would God do this? Oh, so that picture would be taken. We started getting attention. Mm. And now our ministry is just shifting from being in politics to now being, you know, for the whole family type right, thing. Right. So there's always a way to, you know. Yep. It's all PR spin. Yep. So in 2006, though, so we all know they started the show. Where we're at in the show right now, we're... um. It were in early 2008, or I mean, mm -hmm. early 2009 is when it's being filmed. Mm -hmm. But in 2006, so this is between those specials and the starting of the show. This is okay. in that middle area. Uh, Lego runs again, but this time it's for Arkansas State Senate. So he goes from House of Rep Representatives in Arkansas, two terms, tries for the U.S. Senate, loses. So now he's scaling it back, back a little bit the... again. And now he's trying for state Senate. Mm -hmm. But he lost by 200 votes. Damn. Wow. So and that... on a, we kind of talked to some people that maybe aren't in the country or kind of that stuff. So that's a pretty standard move up like path. Because uh, you have people that hold office at a at a smaller level that work their way from like their city or their township and then work their way up to like state and then they're in like the state's, you know, legislature. And like that's usually a pretty, pretty normal step to be like, hey, I've been doing this for a while. I'm going to go try to be the governor or I'm going to go and I'm going to try to work, be in the in the the country, kind of the larger level. So Yeah. But I felt like he should have gone for state senate and then U.S. Senate. Mm -hmm. But he went from representative to trying for U.S. Senate and then backtrack. Yeah. Just. Well, his sign that they were sledding on didn't say U.S. or state. It just just said Jim Bob Duggar Senate. So he could probably reuse a lot of those and <laughs> save the difference. <laughs> there you go. He was mm -hmm. like, you know, I still he maybe he ran entirely in 2006 because he still had signs on it that said Senate. And he's like, but I'll just do Arkansas this time. Yeah, exactly. That's I think that, you know, I think we cracked it. Yep. That had to have been it. <laughs> So now, this brings us to his most recent political race. Okay. On October 9th, 2021, Lego announced he was running for Arkansas State Senate yet again. Wow. But this was a special election, which Boo probably thinks it's special because he's in it. <laughs> but um, what I mean by special election is that this was not an election year. It was... A it was, you know, a, a special election mm. in an off year because Senator Lance Eads had resigned. Oh, okay. Him as well. It was another job thing, just kind of like that guy before. Yeah. So he took a different job and he wasn't able to do it. So he resigns. So they end up having this off year mm. election. So the timing of this is particularly wild because his announcement to run came just one month before Josh's trial was set to begin. Ooh fucking ballsy man right i mean your son is about to go to federal court for csam charges mm -hmm. but i'm a run for political office you're you're giving them such low-hanging fruit for whoever's running against you 
And it's so weird because during this time, like your son is all over the news. This is getting ready to ramp up. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, there are literal billboards of a picture of him and Michelle with Duggar all over it and just like signs that say Duggar all over town. I'm like, that is just the wildest thinking to me. And the thing is you, as a... As an enthusiastic podcast podcaster, found all of these things that we've been talking about for twenty nine episodes. You think some political intern's not going to be able to dig up dirt on you and how you handled this? Like, come on! It's like, and everybody already knows. Everybody yeah. knows this already. Yeah. It's well known. So, of course, he is roasted for this, as he should be. So, in response to that criticism, he said on their um on their family blog, quote, like so many other families, we too have faced crises, difficulties, and heartbreak. But I mean, but I'd say like uh, federal CSAM charges are pretty big. I mean, that's not just your average family crisis (laughs) or difficulty. (laughs) This is kind of on another level, you asshole. Then he says, cancel culture in quotations. And the radical left want to keep us from being involved in politics. They say because our family has faced problems, we should shrink away. This is why they are often so relentlessly unkind. (laughs) But we cannot sit on the sidelines during a time when one of America's most important battles is taking place. So he's taken some notes out of like the, out of the political terminology book. Yeah, he's like, how many can, you know, instead of a thesaurus, he pulled up some stuff and he was like, what can I, how many times, okay, cancel culture, okay, radical, okay, left. Well, I mean, he already's familiar with uh, partial birth abortion. So we're going to use a lot of political terms for stuff, you know. He just really went there in that stand. Like, that was just like not even denim skirting around it. He just went straight for it. Like, he went there. Okay, so the next part um, just cracked me up. He said, quote, I previously served in the Arkansas House of Representatives and stood alongside Governor Mike Huckabee in a fight against the liberal, quote, quotations, good old boys. I, <laughs> it's like, he really thinks he, he's saying something there, doesn't he? Like <laughs> He feels like he was a warrior. <laughs> and he's got such a fucking hard on, or I mean, I'm sorry, he's... um. Turgid. turgid he's turgid for mike huckabee <laughs> because if you guys remember and so he was a former governor of as he said in the quote governor of arkansas mm-hmm. but if you remember way back when we talked about some people vague like a little bit affiliated with iblp mm-hmm. he was as far as we can tell he's taken some of the courses he doesn't like fully say like i'm part of iblp but right. he had that quote of like i think it's a great blah 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 mm-hmm. So he is turgid for uh, Mike Huckabee, <laughs> and he brings him up any fucking chance he can. He well, can yeah, bring it's him like up. having a slightly famous friend. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you know, because they stood along, he stood alongside him in the fight against the liberal good old boys, oh, and he yeah. wrote old, which I think of it's like you'd write like good old, old. good old, yeah. and he's like good old boys. <laughs> Um, so another state senator endorsed Boob saying, quote, Jim Bob Duggar fought alongside Governor Huckabee to break the grip of the old Democrat machine in Little Rock. He is a strong leader with a backbone of steel. Wow. I feel like Boob gave him some uh, either wrote the entire thing or that guy read his the other one. 
that he wrote about himself and mm-hmm. was like, I'll just reword this slightly and add backbone of steel and then it's different. <laughs> it's like, you know, reading your friend's paper and then just like changing the wording a little bit. Yeah. Because he still said, um, he instead of good old boys, he said old democratic machine. So Correct. it's different. It's very yeah. different. It sounds more nefarious that way. Oh, yes. Yep. Anywho's also, they were just uh, too fun to leave out. I had to put those in there. <laughs> so Josh's trial begins at the end of November with jury selection and lasted until December 9th. When, as we know, he was found guilty and immediately taken into custody. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this verdict comes a mere five days before the spe- special election on December 14th. So... Your son goes to federal prison on Thursday, but Tuesday, you're just going to, you know, run for political office. Yeah. You know, no big whoop. It's just, yeah. a, just another day. <laughs> so then on Saturday the 11th, two days after Pest is found guilty, three days before the election, Boob releases a statement. He says, quote, as a father, I am heartbroken over the entire situation regarding my son all who have been affected by it in any way, and those who have been harmed through CSAM. As an American, I respect our legal system and am thankful for those who serve on it. As a Christian, I put it all of, put all of my trust in Christ in both the joyful and difficult moments in life. And um, here's where he, he all in one makes sure to still mention his campaign. <laughs> So immediately after that, this is all one paragraph. Oh, wow. He says, as your state senator, I promise to remain an unwavering conservative, conservative voice representing our great community in Little Rock. Thank you for your prayers and support. Not the fucking time, man. Not the time. It's like none of this. The entire campaign, not the fucking time. Yep. And then literally in the statement about your son's federal conviction over serious sexual crimes, Mm -hmm. you're going to at the end be like, and as your state senator, (laughs) like it's fucking asinine. (laughs) Like who, who thinks that's a good idea? That's like in the middle of that statement, him plugging the used car lot. You know what I mean? Like that's how it feels. (laughs) It's like, read the fucking room, you asshole. Like you're such an idiot. (laughs) Like, the fact that you're even fucking running is, I, I, I can't even put words in I can't even understand it. And then you're just going to be like, oh, it's really, oh, I'm really sad about my son as yeah. your state senator. I also feel like it's weird to look at, like, we are watching episodes, obviously, what, 13 years before this. So, I do think it's interesting because they're in their heyday. Like, they have their TV contract and they're selling books and they're doing, they're, they're, they're in their prime and I do feel like it's interesting to look at a kind of a an after that era level Lego hair yeah. because they don't have all the stuff that they have right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're I guarantee you they're not on Good Morning America. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah, they're so, done with that shit. Yeah. Nobody wants anything to do with them anymore. Yeah, so I do think that's like it's interesting to see the two versions of what happened before that we're watching, and then also kind of hear about this. Like, who in their right mind is like? Yeah, one month before my son's going to trial. Because what if the trial's gone on even longer? What yeah. if it 
you know, went mm-hmm. past Thursday and the last day that he was, was on Tuesday. Like, just think of all yeah. the things like, I mean, he, he shouldn't have been doing it anyway, but it's just so crazy that he, you compartmentalize it this much that you think that this is okay. Or are you that naive too, to the fact that like whoever you're running against in, in a political race is going to try to dig up dirt on you. Like, but there's nothing to even dig. It's there. Mm-hmm. It's not even, yep. I mean, he's literally there. There's nothing to dig up. It's completely out in the open. Do you think he doesn't understand political ads because they don't watch TV? Do you think he's never seen the Jim Bob Duggar? (laughs) Damn it, with that really like creepy music in the background. Those are awful. I cannot. Yeah, political. I don't even care what side they're on. I can't stand any of them. I know they're terrible. Yeah, he needs to learn how to read through. Do you think he was like the chances of my son getting parole are real low? Dot dot dot. You know what else is low is the prices at Jim Bob Duggar's used car lot. <laughs> so election day comes on the 14th and Boob comes in third place out of four candidates receiving only 15.3% of the votes. Okay. So last December was a great month. Um, Boob, and by the way, that's my birthday. So Boob lost on my birthday. So that was a great, <laughs> five days earlier, Pest gets convicted, mm-hmm. you know, and then on my birthday, Boob fucking lose. I mean, like December was a great month last year. It was um, so many cherry, you know, that was just like a cherry and then another cherry. Mm-hmm. So that is the overview of Jim Bob's political career. Fascinating. Uh so like when you were like, I thought it was Senate. I'm like, oh, wait, there's more. Oh, man. Yep. So it's got some balls, that man, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I watch, I used to watch Adam Ruins Everything. And um, like I've, he has a, a bunch of cool like YouTube videos he does now. And he was, yeah. Anyway, one of the things that he said, he has a show right now that's kind of pol- politics based. And it's very much like, what was the girl's name? The... America's government teacher. Oh, Sharon Sesso. Yeah, it's very much like Sharon Sesso, where it's not politically biased. It's not to a side. It's literally telling you this is what's happening. This is exactly with facts, with backups. This is what's happening. So in Adam Ruins Everything, he talked about student loan debt and how and where it took a turn because it used to be a very positive system. And then in the Reagan era, all of these. Essentially, all of these laws that kept those kept it where people couldn't make mass amounts of money off of it got got thrown out. So now all of a sudden companies could jump in and they could jack up interest rates without having anybody watching them or making sure that they weren't. And then they were um, loosening the restrictions. So then all these people could get all of these loans. Doesn't a huge loan to go to college sound great? It can help you have this. And then they all of these restrictions were gone and that kind of created kind of the situation that we're in right now. Yeah. So where people can pay on it for 20 years and then have more be owing mm-hmm. more than it was before they started, even though they've been paying the entire time. Correct. Yeah, nothing has gone to principal. Not, you've already paid over thing. over triple what the original amount was, yep. but you still haven't made a dent. So um, it's things like that where none of that was like, isn't this person bad? Isn't this person bad? It was literally just presenting what happened. And one of his biggest things on his new political show is they were like, what did you learn? It was an interview. What did you learn doing this that you feel like you didn't know before? And he goes, I used to laugh at the importance of local elections. Oh, I I, I never, I just, 
it didn't occur to me until honestly, and I'm just being totally honest, probably four years ago, I was like, oh shit, this is important. Like, yeah. you just yeah. think of it big picture, like at the top and you're like, no, but it's, it's corny, but of course it starts at the bottom. Yeah. But you also have to think of in the sense that like, of course that bottom stuff is what is directing, is affecting your direct community. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you also have to look at it in the, in the, the way that you were saying earlier, where there's kind of this natural progression. Mm-hmm. If people are in it down here, if you really think they're bad and you don't want them in it down here, do you want them up at the top exactly. as years go? Like, yeah, if you're a trash human being on that level, it's not going to get better if you get elected <laughs> right? to yeah. U.S. Senate. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like you have to look yeah. at it as like, do I want this person just being in this realm at all? Because they could just make their way through the correct through the steps. Yeah. And that was it. Like he specifically brought up like judges and comptrollers and wherever he's from. I don't know where he's from. But he was mentioning like the they had an issue in his community with a lot of youth crimes and by youth crimes, I mean, like, shoplifting and, you know, things that, yes, they're theft, but, like, they're not murdering or beating anybody or, yeah. you know, robbing people's houses and shit. Um, but he was like, they realized that the the local community, you had these children that were acting up, and, yes, they should get in trouble, but they were also loosening the restrictions so they could all get tried as adults. So then you had these kids that are in their teenage years that were shoplifting from a gas station that were all of a sudden going to prison. And it became this very large deal. So when there was like a push in his community to be like, yes, it should be something that we deal with. Yes, it should be something that we try to rehabilitate them and teach them that this is not a viable path. Yeah. But they also shouldn't be shackled with 30-something years of being in prison. Like, this is stupid. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, Boob wants to, you know, execute <laughs> women who have abortions. So yeah. it's like you're talking about saving life, but then at the same time you're saying murder the woman. Yeah. Yep. Who has not. <laughs> yeah. So his whole point was the fact that there was this push in his community about the judges that were there. And those numbers started dropping because there was such a hard push of, like, why are we electing these judges that are judging this way when we don't feel like it's appropriate yeah you know so he talked about like comptrollers and council members and so ever since i heard that which was a while back i i've tried to pay a little bit more attention to those things on on the ballot and i gotta be honest i don't know shit about judges or whatever so i just uh copy off of tim's for that portion (laughs) and and i follow my headship you know (laughs) i'm like tell me how to vote you know i'm just a woman i need you to tell me how. no he researches that stuff and i'm like okay you got that covered i'll just uh fill in that bubble (laughs) because i trust that he he does his research and he'll like kind of tell me stuff i'm like cool tell me who (laughs) yeah and shout out and this kind of i know everybody says it like vote like vote you don't have to do the amount of research that i do but like vote yeah ballotpedia is huge because ballotpedia literally shows you like if there's a proposition on your bill on your election it'll be like all right here's what they tell you it means here's what the actual letter of the law says because the way that it's marketed sometimes is very different than to what it actually is or they're very misleading i have learned before i totally thought i was in support of one and then i was like oh shit when i actually learned and it's like yeah. it's all in the way that they word it to yeah. try to get you confused mm-hmm. and there's a lot of those this year not not having an argument of either side but there was a lot of them this year that had to do with um um voting ahead of time and voting by mail 
and there's a lot of things that were like restricting when you could vote by mail but the wording of it was in a way where it's like don't you want your well, don't you want our elections to be more safe and then this will be this and it won't allow this so you're like yeah i want them safe of course <laughs> yeah but then you don't realize what you're voting for so like ballotpedia is a huge one because it'll even tell you like what your local newspaper says and it's like here's people that are in your state government and this is which way they lean and you know so just do some research it's important and like i I keep saying it but if you don't follow sharon mcmahon sharon says so oh yeah seriously so great because like there's so much that like i felt like i during key things that were happening i felt like i could just go watch her stuff and when she would just explain it i felt like you're taking all the news out of it and she was just explaining something yeah. and then I would literally like step away and not keep reading and then I'd be like how do I feel about this and yeah. then I'd make my decision you know so. and that was that was how I felt about um Adam ruins everything because it was presented in that way where it was like I'm not trying to manipulate your opinion I'm trying to dig deep and show you all the facts and then you can do with it what you want and his, his government shows the same. So. What I thought was really funny is she always says, I know I'm doing my job right when the left accuses accuses me of being, you know, on the right mm-hmm. and that I'm like, say everything I'm saying, you know, is leaning that side. And mm-hmm. then the other side accuses me of being a part of that. She's yeah. like, that's actually when I know I'm doing my job right because they're just hearing something mm-hmm. that is, she's giving a fact that goes against what they're what their opinion is yeah and then they're getting upset so she's like you know you know your facts don't care about your opinion type idea is what she's getting at so but Mm -hmm. she's like as long as i'm giving i know i should be getting it from both sides these accusations Mm -hmm. because then that means i'm literally giving it and you just kind of don't like what i'm saying yeah (laughs) because it's not what you agree with Mm -hmm. or there's certain things where it's like it's illuminating the fact that the system's kind of messed up and oh, maybe yeah. it maybe it didn't start messed up, but like the version of it we have now is not functional in a modern society. So it's like you're gonna piss everybody off because they're gonna assume it was somebody else. And it's like, no, we're just showing that this really doesn't work for anybody. Yep. <laughs> so I'm just glad that um for three elections people have kept boob out. <laughs> but if you And I, the I mean, kids I, got free sleds. Yeah. I mean, if that was the if anything good came out of this, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. They were cooped up inside for six days, so I'm glad they at least got some fun on the last day. I don't think it's a coincidence that he definitely lost everything post being in the media. <laughs> Plus one before he was really in the media, so yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, that is his political career. Wild. Yeesh. Wild. And there's more politics in the family we'll get to at some point. But <laughs> oh, man. That's the that's the beginnings. Yeah. There was one part in the episode where they were playing Sarah McLaughlin ASPCA commercial type music. It was when uh, when John David and Pest were driving trying to get gas. And it was Pest being like, oh, we this is the third gas station we've tried to go to. This one didn't have power. And then that one didn't have any gas in left. And, you know, it's affecting thousands of lives. And, yeah, that's exactly what it was like in the back. Because I even put, what is this music? oh man all right so the usual you can follow us on digging up the duggers pod on instagram Mm -hmm. visuals lots of fun things and stories things like that you can email us at digging up the duggers at gmail buy us a pickle buy me a coffee.com slash digging up the dug digging up the dug and yeah i think that's it for today 
and we posted um, our a, a lovely ad of our PO box. Oh yeah. So if yes. you do want to send us some snail mail, or if you want to send Mildred Mildred a Christmas card. Oh, she would love it. I'm, oh, do you know I'd love nothing more than a fucking Christmas? You know, I think that other people are like, uh, some people are like, okay, it's a Christmas card. I fucking love a Christmas card. You can ask Tim. I I come running in the house when there's one in the mailbox. Yeah. Because I mean, it's okay. Someone you made someone's list. Okay, mm-hmm. number one, starting from the back. I know the time it takes to like take that fucking picture, especially if it's a picture. I understand the work that goes. Or into filling that. out the cards. Or, or filling out the card, having them printed, or going to get them and sitting there and writing a dress. Mm-hmm. And, and then I made your list, and then you spent a stamp on me. <laughs> like I'm like so many Maybe steps. Maybe an elf in, stamp. Like so many. S- steps in this i'm like mm-hmm. i am honored so love yeah. a fucking card we, mildred loves a fucking card yeah we love christmas cards so yeah. um just a reminder our if you want to do want to send us some snail mail or you want to send mildred a christmas card our p.o box is p.o box 5973 glendale arizona 85312 yep <laughs> all right i guess we'll catch you next week and uh, we'll be deeper into the holiday season then oh man all right it looks like our uh, Christmas storage boxes exploded right now because we're in the process of decorating. So yeah. by next week, they'll be all tidy and we'll be able to drink in. Marinate the, in it. The obvious. Marinate in it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> all right. Have a good week. <laughs>